Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and those who don't identify as either, you are listening to Ratchet and Respectable with Demetria L. Lucas. Do you hear the joy in my voice right now? I have taken to the sky on a natural high. I feel loving inside. I feel, I feel good all over. Usher did this tiny desk earlier today on NPR, and it was like 25 minutes of, of just genius and black excellence and soulful music and an R&B singer who could actually hit his notes, which is apparently really, really hard to come by right now. Usher did so good. He did so good. I was shocked that this was his first tiny desk. I was like, how has he not had a tiny desk before? I think he's promoting the return of his Vegas residency. I know there's a show on July 15th, which is supposed to be my last day in LA. There's actually a series of shows in Las Vegas. So I'm trying to figure out, do I fly from here to Vegas and then home? Or do I go to DC and then fly back for a later Usher show? Because when he's in Vegas, I won't have my car and then I'll have to like fly with all my stuff to Vegas. I don't know. I don't know. Last time I went to Vegas, I just drove. (sighs) But that's not the point. The point is, I'm I'm such a huge Usher stan, which y'all knew. Remember I spent like the early part of last year talking about tickets to the Usher show and how they were obnoxiously high. And then one of my fabulously wealthy friends got us tickets for the Usher show. And she was like, girl, I'm going to just get the tickets, okay? I'm going to get the tickets. Stop talking about that goddamn Usher show. You going, okay? Thank you. (laughs) I have wonderful friends. But she got us backstage passes. So I got to like meet Usher and take a picture with Usher. It was like the culmination of like that whole odyssey I went on. I remember I was like traveling for like six weeks and like the last stop was Vegas for Usher. Such an amazing show. My friend got a seat in the second row. Um, you know who sat in front of me? Did I tell y'all that? It was um, John Gray and his wife sat in front of us at the Usher show. They were very nice. Just a couple enjoying the show. She shot him a look though when Confessions came on. I'm not making that up. She really did shoot him a look and he saw it and like laughed and cuddled her to him. They've had public bouts with... Uh, Now, they, he has had public bouts with with his fidelity in the marriage, but they look like a couple that had, you know, worked past whatever their issues were, and he did that shit again. The same shit. Story came out a couple, I guess a couple months ago, a month ago. It might not even be a couple months, but yeah. I wish her the best. I wish the children the best. I'm going to wish he gets his shit together. I'm like, sir, enough is enough. Control your loins. But that's not the point. The point is, the Usher show was absolutely amazing. It just took my love for Usher to a whole nother level. And then seeing him today on NPR, I was like, I was on the fence about whether I should get tickets and try to see Usher again before I leave. But I was like, now I feel like I have to. Just one more night with Usher. It was so good. And I also found this, um, this clip, which I don't know how I didn't see it because, you know, I'm like a huge Usher stand. But I guess I missed when he did the Good Morning America summer music series, something like that. I saw the clips on YouTube. I played the Usher Tiny Desk performance. It came on this morning at 9 a.m. I played it at least seven, eight times a day. But you know how like YouTube, when your video finishes, it'll like bring something else up. But it brought up this, this summer music series on GMA and it's Usher singing the best verses of like his hit songs. So like all the songs that were like Usher is hitting crazy high notes and you're just like, oh my God, all of those. He's singing acapella, like no mic, no nothing to distort. He's just just a man in a red background and just singing his soul out. He sounds amazing. I'm so ready for Usher Versus. 
I posted about it on Instagram. One of my friends is the president of Versus, and I was like, I want to make sure he see that shit. And he commented with side eyes, and I was like, sir, we're not playing with you. The people have spoken. Figure out how to get an Usher Versus. I don't want Usher Versus nobody. I saw Chris Brown had been talking about, like, he would be open to doing a Versus with Usher. No. I think Breezy is, is a great artist. I ain't got nothing personal against Breezy when it comes to his music or his performance or his entertaining. That said, I don't want to see Chris Brown and Usher. I can see Chris Brown, just Chris Brown. That's fine. I can see Chris Brown versus somebody else. I don't even know who he would go up against. But I was like, I don't want to see Chris Brown and Usher. I just want to see Usher. Remember with D'Angelo? D'Angelo didn't go up against anybody. D'Angelo came out and he brought his friends to perform with him. Like her came out. And then Meth and Red Man came out. I think Lauren Hill was supposed to come out. And I was like, y'all knew Lauren Hill wasn't going to show up for that shit. Not on time. I don't know why y'all even tried that. But it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Like, D'Angelo just sat there. He sang. He played his piano. Usher can do just that. Usher got more than 20 songs. We go a full 30. An evening with Usher. Pull it together for Valentine's Day. Usher's busy. He's performing in Vegas right now. He's got the residency through the rest of the year. Try that on Valentine's Day. An evening with Usher. Giving away free ideas. Just just make the shit happen. I don't need credit. I just 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 make the shit happen. Also, HBO, Hulu, Apple, one of these streaming services is is doing something with this footage of Usher in Vegas, right? Not that he's doing the residency for his health. They charging out the ass for them tickets. Like Usher is making amazing money doing his residency. But like they do intend to chop that up and eventually put it on one of these streamers, right? So like that the whole world can see it. That was a gift. After I went to the concert, I posted all this footage and stories and my friends were like, go ahead and send me the whole clip because I know you got it. I really held my phone up like a good half the show and you can hear me singing in the background too. I might have been hoarse the next day. Sang my heart out. Had me in feelings I don't even have no more. Taking me back to places I don't need to be. (laughs) Back through the waters I've already treaded through. Usher, Usher. He made me so happy today. Do you hear the joy in my voice? You know, I'm not usually all like chipper and shit, but here I am just joyful, just full of joy. <sighs> that's all I've done this week. I'm, I'm in the middle of packing. That's, that's, that's it. My hair is no longer standing on top of my head. You would be happy to know I did actually get a chance to like wash it so I can actually go in public again. I have a meeting with one of my fairy godmothers tomorrow, which I'm really excited about. We technically never met. She hit me out the blue and was like, hey, this is some shit you should do. And I was like, oh, I'll try that. And then I did it. And she's like, it's excellent. And then, you know, the ball is rolling. And I was like, yo, this random email changed my life. So I'm meeting her tomorrow. I'm actually very excited about it. We're going to some place in the black side, South LA. We have good news this week. Lots of good news. We officially have our first black woman as a Supreme Court justice. Congratulations to Kentanji Brown Jackson. She was sworn in earlier, well, technically yesterday. It's 12.25 a.m. on Friday as I'm recording this. So she was sworn in on Thursday. She's another first, too. I don't remember what the other first was. I just remember when we first started talking about her, there were like two firsts. I can't remember the other first. So the good news is that she was sworn in. The bad news is it won't change anything. Even if she had been sitting on the court over the last week or so, um, where the Supreme Court has just been making crazy ass rulings like you know stripping reproductive rights from all the women in the country even if she was on the court it wouldn't have changed anything the court still has a 6-3 majority in favor of the conservatives but I'm still glad she's there you know the supreme court actually goes on vacation like the guy she was replacing retired at noon they swore her in immediately after that and then they're going on vacation until October 3rd so all these recent rulings that they've pushed through 
They were just like, okay, we're going to do this crazy shit. And then we're going to go on vacation literally for the entire summer. I'm like, are you school teachers? Why do you get the whole damn summer off? (sighs) But congratulations to Justice Kentanji Brown Jackson. That's very major. I'm reading this article on Yahoo News. It points out this is the first time four women have served on the court together. One of them's batshit crazy. The, the, The chick that Trump appointed, she's out of her goddamn mind. She's one of the people that voted to overturn Roe v. Wade. Did you see it on, um, I guess it was on TikTok. It made its way to Twitter. Of like a 14-year-old kid docs the conservative Supreme Court justices, put their home addresses and credit card numbers with the expiration date and like the, the security code, put it, on, put it on TikTok. And then people took it from TikTok and put it on Twitter. I was like, are you serious right now? Like that kid is going to end up charged with something. I was like, what's the GoFundMe for the lawyer fees? I put a little something on it. You got to fight the machine however you can. Rage against the machine. That's not really what they were thinking about. But this counts. This all counts. Rebel. Rebel. As Lauren Hill once shouted. <sighs> There's actually a lot of good news this week. I saw the best man is coming back. It's going to be on Peacock. But it's not coming back until December. But we just got an official date released this week. So it's new news. I'm quite excited about it this one of my friends is a writer on the show um who lives in ghana she won't tell me anything about it and i was like so sis like what happens like what is the plot like just tell me something a little nugget or something and she just double blinks me and smiles no fair no fun but in case you have not heard it's a 10 episode series it's going to follow the original 1999 cast my god is it that old it is so literally everybody except what's the actress that plays mia Because she died in the Best Man holiday. I'm so mad about that because everybody's about to get another paycheck off the Best Man. And like she's not going to get a check because she can't be in it because she did in Best Man world. Oh, dear. Maybe they'll give her like a flashback or something. I hope they got some brown kids to look like Morris Chestnut and Mia's kids because that didn't never make sense. I'm like, y'all two brown people. You know, people do jump back in the gene pool sometimes. But I was like, the likelihood of of these very brown people making these, like, very biracial-looking children, very unlikely, I thought. But maybe that's just me. No, it's not, because a bunch of people said it when the movie came out. (sighs) I'm reading this on Vibe.com. They don't have any juicy details either. We do know that Robert Townsend is directing at least one episode from the show. We do know that Quentin is getting married, which we knew from the end of Best Man Holiday. I think he called and said he was ready to marry. But yeah, that's all we got. That's enough. They could tell me absolutely nothing and I'm still tuning in because it's the best man and like all my faves are in it. You know, I'm lightly obsessed with Nia Long and also Morris Chestnut. I'm more obsessed with Morris Chestnut than I am with Nia Long. I think she's a lovely woman. But have you seen Morris Chestnut? Exactly. Don't fight me, Pam. Mrs. Chestnut. I'm just admiring God's handiwork. Just looking, no touching. I ain't playing with that lady. Okay. And other good black news, R. Kelly, R. Kelly was finally sentenced. I want to say it was in New York. He still has more court cases to go, no? Let's look up this news. Let's see if we can get the correct news here. We'll read it on CNN. CNN is good news. CNN points out disgraced R&B singer R. Kelly was sentenced to 30 years in prison following his conviction on federal racketeering and sex trafficking charges. Prosecutors had asked the judge to sentence Kelly to more than 25 years. His defense attorneys asked for 10 or fewer. 
The judge told Kelly, you left in your wake a trail of broken lives. The judge said she considered Kelly's own traumatic childhood. The judge says, quote, it may explain at least in part what led to your behavior. It most surely is not an excuse. They said Kelly showed no emotion. CNN interviewed one of Kelly's former backup singers. She was outside the court after the hearing. She says, there wasn't a day in my life up until this moment that I actually believed that the judicial system would come through for black and brown girls. I stand here very proud of my judicial system, very proud of my fellow survivors, and very pleased with the outcome. I mean, I'm glad he's going to finally be in jail and won't be on the streets to, you know, molest, abuse, rape again. But also, it's not lost on me how long it took for this to happen. Like, if this had happened back in, I don't know, the early 2000s, when that tape leaked of him urinating on the young woman, it could have saved a lot of women. It's taken forever and a day for, I don't even want to say justice served, for him to just be, for him to finally get locked up. Because I don't know if there's, it's really justice in this situation. Like, you can't undo the harm that he's done to all these women. I'm just glad his ass is off the street. And he's, he's getting punished for what he did. But folks were still defending him, though. This one was on my page earlier today. We were talking about um, Usher. I didn't say one word about Chris Brown. I said, I just want to see Usher, him by himself, doing what Usher does. And then she brought up Chris Brown. And she was like, Usher needs to be up against somebody because truly the only person who has no rival is R. Kelly. R. Kelly is really the only person who has no equal. And I was like, what is this? This desire. This man is like a, a convicted sexual abuser. I don't understand the need for people to to just find a way to like praise him in conversation. This man was a a chronic sexual abuser of underage girls who made music primarily about sex. He wasn't singing about women. He was singing about these young girls. The man literally spent like a whole marketing plan calling himself the Pied Piper based on the guy who like you know played whatever instrument the flute the harmonica whatever it was leading children away from the community into some random town i can't even listen to r kelly music and i recognize that he made great music i love tp2.com i love that album but i listen to it now hit it hard from the back you're not talking about grown people having consensual sex you're talking about your old nasty ass having sex with 16 year olds 14 year olds yuck it don't hit the same for me. Like, I can't listen to any of his music. Some people be like, oh, my God, R. Kelly can hold his own. I'm like, why are y'all just so eager to praise this man who, if you were, like, underage, would rape you and wouldn't think twice about it? I saw right after he was convicted, when people started posting on Facebook about it, like, tons of people were like, okay, so when are they going to convict the parents? I'm not really mad at that either. Because I was like, some of these people, it seems like y'all fed y'all children. You sold. You sold your children into sex trafficking in exchange for money. You sold your kids to R. Kelly. That's what it sounds like from a lot of these stories that were coming out. His entourage, y'all knew that shit. It never said anything. I understand bills are due, but like there is work at the post office. Sitting around, turning a blind eye to children, getting molested, abused, raped. Come on. Come on. I'm glad his ass is locked up. That's why I put it in good black news. I'm glad his ass is off the street. I think he has more cases though because this is just the case in new york but i know there were charges against him in chicago like i assume he's going to have to go back to chicago 
to have like another child. This is a this was the federal one. We'll see what happens with that. He's going to probably spend the rest of his life in jail just based off um, the Brooklyn charges. He's 55. They just gave him 30 years. He's probably going to die in jail, which make better choices with your life. That's it. Make better choices with your life. What else is on our list? This is not so good news. This is actually sad news. Wendy Williams did an interview with TMZ the other day. If you recall, we talked previously about Wendy didn't appear on the final episode of the Wendy show. And that was, I guess, last week, the week before at the latest. And I felt a way about it. But I have friends that, that work on the show and, and they were like, you know, Wendy, everyone would have loved for Wendy to appear. Like that was the goal. Everyone wanted to work towards that. But they said Wendy was not able. Wendy was not ready. I was like, oh, all right. You know, something serious must be happening or there must or there's real, real beef behind the scenes. But my friends were like, no, it just we wanted this. It just it wasn't a good idea. OK, so Wendy did this interview with TMZ and one of my friends who had shared the information with me about Wendy, if not being a good idea for Wendy to appear, sent it over to me. I couldn't watch it. She was on TMZ to talk about a new podcast that she wants to do, which I said for a really long time. I was like, look, you know, the show isn't working out like she can't be on camera. Wendy could get on the mic and run her mouth and give opinions and it would work well for her. It might put me out of a job, but Wendy could totally do a podcast and she would rack up. I mean, and remember, she comes from a radio background. She could just go back to doing celeb interviews or literally the first, what, 20 minutes of her show where she talked about the news of the day and gave her commentary, which is essentially what my podcast is. She could do that as a podcast. So she was on TMZ to talk about that. I watched maybe like the first 30 seconds and it was so clear to me that she wasn't in her correct. Correct is not the right word. She seemed not to be in a healthy state of mind. She could have been heavily medicated. That's a possibility, but she didn't seem well to me. I just thought it was very exploitative for TMZ to do that interview and to air that interview. She didn't seem well. She was slurring her words. She was bouncing around from topic to topic. And I was like, she's, she's not well. She's not well. This, this isn't right. Her not being well is not just my assessment, by the way. Because some people be like, Demetria, you're just overreacting. Sometimes I can. But I'm reading on Black America Web, like they described Wendy as from slurred speech to shifty eyes. Williams appeared as though she was trying almost too hard to concentrate. So my friend saying that, like, you know, it's not best. Um, that Wendy would participate in the finale. Point taken. I hear you. It's it's worse than I thought. Yikesies. I'm leaving out an important part of the interview. She also, at one point in the interview, because, you know, she has um, the medical condition that makes your limbs swell. I can't remember what the name of it is. And this article that I'm I'm scrolling through doesn't specifically mention it by name. But at one point in the video, like, Wendy lifts up her foot and shows off her swollen limbs. So like her calf, her foot, um, and I say this for description only, it's it's swollen almost like it looks like a, a small elephant foot. Like it looks deeply painful, deeply uncomfortable. And I was like, this poor woman. And there's no way that's not painful. There's no way. Uh, so we're going to keep Wendy in our prayer. I hope that her doctors are doing the absolute best that they can to get her back into um to good condition. I mean, working or not, she should have enough money where she never has to work again if she doesn't want to. Like what I was, I could just want her in good condition, just to just be in good condition to live. Oh, also in good black news, we didn't talk about this on the podcast. I mentioned it on 
social media. At the BET Awards, Diddy, Puffy, Love, Puff Daddy, Sean Combs. And he's currently dating, as in goes on dates with one of the city girls, Carisha. And she showed up to the award show, beautiful red dress, and she held up this big sign that said, Go Poppy. When Diddy accepted his award, he did this long rambling speech. I mean, he thanked a, a list of everybody except his children, except Misa Hilton, and except Carisha, who was holding up this big ass sign in the audience. I said, when I wrote about it on social media, my feelings would have been hurt. And I was like, maybe because I'm a cancer. Maybe because, you know, people on the internet don't have feelings. Everyone is just unbothered about everything. Everyone is just very Omarion, right? They don't feel no ways about it. Like nothing touches them. And I was like, no, like if I liked a guy enough to make a sign or even if she didn't make it, somebody else made it and she just carried the sign to the award show and and held it up as a sign of support for him. It, it wouldn't kill him to say thank you. And people were like, well, why should he say thank you? It's a Lifetime Achievement Award. She wasn't there with him shooting in the gym. He thanked people who had been like in his life during his hard times. Like, why should he thank her? I think maybe if people didn't see the actual acceptance speech where he just did not want to leave the microphone and was just rambling, you thanked your deceased ex who, who cannot hear you. You thanked your other ex who left you years ago and she is now married with two children. You thanked her. He randomly thanked Bobby Brown. He was like searching in his head for like people to thank. And I was like, you don't see the woman with the big red sign in support of you. Like she can't even get like a point in like an A show day, something, just something to acknowledge her. Like nothing, nothing. My feelings would be hurt. And people were like, well, you know, she's a city girl and she's ho is life. And, you know, she just has a different mindset and a philosophy and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a persona. People were quoting me lyrics that she said in her songs. And I was like, okay, do y'all really think Rick Ross is like a kingpin? Like you really think he hangs out with Noriega? Do you really think most of these rappers actually live out their lyrics? No. I mean, you got one or two here and there. The vast majority of them? No. No. It's entertainment. And she told y'all on the podcast, what's the difference between Carisha and Young Miami? And she said, Carisha is in the house with her headscarf on, chasing after her two kids. Carisha is city girl. Carisha is dancing on tables and popping bottles and twerking. It's a whole, it's a persona. The idea that because she talks about ho is life and all that other stuff, like, yeah, you could mean that. But she actually like, to hold up a sign for somebody... That ain't your kid and ain't your mama to hold up a sign for somebody. You really like that person. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. My issue was not that she really likes him. My issue was not that she even held up the sign. My issue was totally that he didn't say thank you. On Thursday, the BET Awards happened on Sunday. On Thursday, Diddy did give her a shout out on Instagram. He gave her her own post and he said he posted a picture of her holding up the sign. And he said, this is one of the sweetest things anyone's ever done for me. Thank you, Shorty Wop. And then he tagged her. That's it. That's it. Thank you. Acknowledgement of some sort. That's it. I was like, he could have said thank you. He could have acknowledged her. And people were like, why? For what? Allegedly, he pays her like some astronomical amount of money every month. I've never seen this reported on a legitimate site. It's always on like the, the weirdest of random gossip sites. And I was like, does he? Maybe. I don't know. I still don't think a thank you is too much. Like, this idea that like, oh, he gives you a lot of money, so he don't have to say thank you. Girl, what? Thank you is the bare minimum. It literally costs you nothing. 
But I was like, he could have said thank you. People were acting like I was saying that, you know, she sh- he should like give her half his cash or like, I don't know, naming his next born after her. Because I don't think Diddy's done with kids. Just say thank you. It's not too much. I feel like when it comes to guys, like there's this very bottom of the barrel mentality where it's like, well, he pays for you. So just be happy with that. And I'm like, no, no. Do you understand that you you can get a check and also like be respected and appreciated? Like you don't have to choose just one. You can have cut a check, respect, and appreciation. You don't have to choose. That's, that was my whole point. You want to wave the sign? Wave the goddamn sign. Just say thank you if you see somebody waving a big-ass sign in support of you. That's all I wanted. So he did that, and I feel better about it for her because I was like, he got you out here looking crazy, sis. People are so mad at me over that, too. Big fighting mad. I'm like, yeah, you'll get over it. <laughs> you'll get over it. I think this is our last but not least. We don't have like a big story this week. Not a big story that I actually like care about. At one point, I would have thought of her as our good friend. Someone that we cared for. Like uh, she would have been invited to the cookout. Kimberly Elise. I had to go look up with the last thing she appeared in. Because everybody kept referencing the the Tyler Perry movie. For colored girls, I think. Or um, set it off. And I was like, has she not been in anything since then? For whatever reason, and I'm very unclear of why. She... On Tuesday, got on her Instagram account to celebrate the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Which, look, I understand that there are um, anti-choice because it's not pro-life. I understand there are anti-choice people that exist in the world. Um, Six of them sit on the Supreme Court. I just wonder, like, as a... What's the word? As a business decision, as, as, a, as a, a working actress or an attempting to work actress. We haven't seen her in anything in a while. Maybe she's transitioned to a whole nother career and she has no interest in, in pleasing the public and the public going and the public supporting her work. But I was like, why would you jump out here like that? I understand this is your belief system. I have all kind of crazy thoughts. As much crazy shit as I say on here sometimes, there is a whole host of crazy stuff that I do not say because I ain't trying to get canceled. I'm fully aware of some of my thoughts are a little like left of center. And I'm like, you know what? I don't feel like getting canceled this week. I'll just keep that to myself. I'll just skip that topic and move the fuck on. I don't understand why she would jump in the middle of this debate. Like we haven't heard from you in a while. No one was thinking, I wonder what Kimberly Elise thinks about the Supreme Court's latest decision. No one. Absolutely no one. So she uploads this picture on social media. It's a picture of a baby girl. And the song Jesus Loves Me is playing in the background. And there's an overlay of the text from Psalm 139, which reads, quote, For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it well. She added a caption that said millions of babies will be saved from death by abortion due to the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Hallelujah. Hashtag all glory be to God. She did have enough good sense to disable her comments. Look, I don't really have a problem with people who are anti-choice for themselves for your body, whatever you believe is best for your body. If you don't believe in abortion, then you should not have an abortion. If you believe that the Bible does not support abortion and God does not want abortion, then you and, and the fellow people who believe as you do should 
clearly not have abortions in accordance with your religious text. I agree with that. That's people making the choice that they feel is best for their bodies. This idea that God says we should not, and then you want to impose this on like other people who may or may not believe the same thing you do, who may or may not interpret the text the same way that you do, who maybe do and are just like, I I hear you. I can't have this kid. Whether it's a, a health reason, a lifestyle reason, a financial reason. I don't really think you need to have like some overwhelming reason. If, if you don't want to have this kid is enough for me. The last few days, and I'm sure this is quite intentional. There have been all these stories popping up about people doing crazy shit with their kids. I was reading about this guy who his girlfriend was pregnant. She had a miscarriage, but he thought she had an abortion. So he killed her, took her son. I want to say the kid was about three I think he put the kid in a stroller and then threw him over a bridge and then like went back to the house, put the woman in a body bag. And then he in the body bag got in an Uber, which I was like, you got in an Uber with a body in a body bag. And your Uber driver was just like, okay, huh? But he then took the body and then threw the body over the bridge. And then the police found the body the next day. They searched the man's hard drive and they were like, this wasn't like, you know, some crime of passion where he just lost his mind. He'd been planning it for about two months. I saw this other story about like a woman left her and this one comes up a lot. This woman left her small child, somebody, a child under three. She left the kid with the boyfriend and then the boyfriend killed the kid. There's this McDonald's story that's been circulating, which by the way, y'all knew that was a skit, right? I look at it. And the popularity of it, especially as a form of backlash to the Supreme Court's decision, because all of these stories are kind of highlighting what happens when you force people to have children that they don't want, can't take care of. Like in this McDonald's situation, if you weren't familiar, which I'm like, is all over the Internet. If you logged on the last couple of days, you had to see it. But this woman, a mother of, I think, four She confronts one of her children's fathers, brings the son in this hypothetical situation, because again, it's a skit. One of the fathers brings McDonald's to the child every day, but doesn't bring food for the child's siblings. And the woman was upset because she was like, you know, I'm on food stamps. I don't have any money for food until whenever the next date that her food stamps comes. It sounded like it was more than a week that she wasn't going to have any money. But she was like, how are you coming here taking care of this one kid, taking care of just your kid, but not taking care of the other three kids in the house knowing that they're hungry? The guy was like, you know, that's not my responsibility. But these are scenarios that start to exist when you're talking about people essentially getting pregnant with less than ideal partners. Or getting less than ideal partners pregnant, that goes both ways. But I feel like this, that's part of the reason that these kind of stories about like the abuse of children or these, um, these very, these very um, contentious co-parenting situations, it's all people sort of reacting in their own way to Roe v. Wade and how, how this new ruling is about to like fuck up like a lot of situations like it was bad when people had the option for abortion and now like taking that off the table in like half the states 
you're going to have way more scenarios of people killing pregnant women, way more of these um, these contentious relationships with co-parents where people who never really should have been fucking anyway, the woman gets pregnant and is essentially being forced to birth this child. Then what? You're going to see a lot more of these crazy ass stories. And part of me wants to be like, did people actually think this through? Like the the actual outcomes of this, like all these children that are going to end up in adoption or how the most vulnerable time in a woman's life, like when she's most likely to be murdered is while she's pregnant. The thing is, I think people, I think they absolutely did think this through and they don't care. They don't care. It's just a power trip over women's bodies. I'm just like, just as a reminder, like, oh, you thought you were equal. You're not. <laughs> I'm laughing, but it's, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm snickering laughing, but I'm just, I don't know what else to do. I can't just say what the fuck over and over and over again. I mean, I guess I could, cause that's what I'd be thinking. I'm just like, what the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? <sighs> so that's the episode for this week. Um, if you have not picked up your merchandise for Ratchet and Respectable, there's Interested Men Act Interested. There's Cut the Check. I think there's only three T's like in total. Everything else is hoodies and crew necks. So if you have not picked up your Ratchet and Respectable merchandise, what are you waiting for? Literally, the store is closing. The store is closing. I would very much appreciate your support of the podcast. That's it for this week. Enjoy your fourth. Do something magical and mystical and wonderful. I don't know what I'm doing. I've spent the last maybe like 10 years of my life. I've worked Essence Festival every single year. I don't know what to do with myself this weekend. I didn't plan anything. I tried to look at last minute tickets for Cabo and I was like, one, I was like, go fuck yourself with these flight prices. But also two, and I was like, don't want me in Cabo when it's this crowded. I was like, maybe I can go the week after, but that's my birthday. I have friends coming in town. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm really usually so good with like what to do suggestions and birthday suggestions, but I also do my research. I just ain't had time. I ain't time to do shit lately. <sighs> All right. We will talk next week. Have an amazing fourth. Do something epic. All right. Talk soon. Talk next week. All right. Bye. Bye.